Hey there, friends, it's Nick. So a couple of days ago, we talked about the value of sensory language, particularly uh, in relation to business, because so much business writing is really pretty dull. And when we engage our senses, we are allowing the, our audience to process the information in a different way, to process it in a more immediate way, in some cases, in some sense. And this is related to something I've talked about before on this podcast, which is just our brains. You know, we've talked before about how the brain is creating simulations and predictions for the world all the time. And when we write powerfully, we are helping our audience create that simulation. And this is part of the reason why passive versus active writing is so important. So for example, if I say the words, Wendy was kissed by Nick. That's an example of a passive sentence because Wendy is not the, the thing that's doing the action, right? And in fact, as a, you know, from a, from a brain processing kind of view, we can see that actually you, there's quite a lot of waiting around. You have to wait until the end of the sentence before the brain can really start doing anything. Yes. On the first word, it can imagine Wendy. It can imagine this kind of vague female person, but it can't do anything else. Because even when we say was kissed by, okay, so Wendy's going to get kissed, but is she getting kissed by a child, the beast? Is it beauty and the beast? You know, all those things we can't create that scene. Our brains can't make that scene until we get to the end. The more powerful active way of doing it, of course, is say to say Nick kissed Wendy. And then when we do that, the brains of our audience are with us. They are tracking, they are building the scene as we build the, the words or what have you. And this is sort of relevant in um, Will Storr's book, which I've mentioned before, the science of storytelling, he quotes C.S. Lewis, who was writing to an aspiring writer in 1956 and said, instead of telling us that a thing was terrible, describe it so that we'll be terrified. Don't say it was delightful. Make us say delightful when we've read the description. And this is, this is really, I mean, one of the sort of the, the hoary old chestnuts piece of advice for writers is show, don't tell, but it's not just for writers. It applies as much as possible to businesses as well. You know, this, all of our audiences, all of our prospects, our customers, our clients, our partners, you know, our, our team, whatever it is, we're all building these scenes in our heads all the time. And it's, it's one of the reasons why it's so important that we use this active language, that we use this sensory kind of language because it engages with their brains and we, we need to engage with people's brains if we want them to persuade, if we want them to create. And the other thing I was just going to say, because it's relevant again, you know, the, the Nick kissed Wendy thing allows your brain to, to create a, a movie, a prediction, a simulation, right? But also when we're creating, um, scenes for people, there was a fascinating study done. It's also mentioned in Will Storr's book by the university college London in 2009. It, it's got the interesting title. Differential engagement of brain regions within a core network during scene construction. And without going into the details, they essentially, they, they brought participants in and asked them to imagine a scene. And essentially they were adding little elements to this scene to see what happened in the brain. And their really interesting discovery is that to create something that's vivid, something that hangs together as a scene, 
you need three things. And of course, how we introduce those three things in a piece of writing, or even if it's a piece of business writing, makes a difference. Like we saw with Wendy and Nick, Nick and Wendy, the thing that you imagine first, you could either be, you know, imagine a, you know, imagine a movie, you know, there's, there's essentially two ways to start a scene, right? You either start on, on a wide shot and then you close in on the thing you want to pay attention to, or you might start with a close up of something and then pull out to, to see the full scene. And those things, they have different cognitive effects, right? Zooming in or zooming out in a movie creates a different cognitive effect. And we can do that with our writing. We can do this. You know, there's no reason why business writing has to be dull. No reason at all. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm perilously close to the edge of a round here. So I'm going to stop. Thanks for listening. And remember your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.